We are doing this more Mem Aleph. This is a Mizmor about suffering. What's, uh, what's interesting is that, uh, as we were just saying, this is the last Mizmor of, what's, of the first book. And remember we said there are, I forgot, but there, were five, there are five books. And the reason it's set up like that is to mimic the Torah. Kind of like to say that alongside the principles of the Torah, that we learned the five books of the Torah, the personal relationship with God and the emotional side of life you know, is also draws from the same source, or is just as important, or something like that. So we have the first book is being concluded today, and second book. No, first book. No. If it is five books, why they don't do it thirty, 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 thirty? It's a good yeah, question. Right. First book. First I, I don't know. I don't know where first who book. who yeah, decided right. to divide up the books in terms of books, but uh, I don't know. I really don't know the history behind it. So we'll just keep learning it, and. Starting from the book two, there's going to see a lot of, uh, we're going to see a lot of um, sons of Korach. Yeah. So first time, we're going to, first time we're going to see the sons of Korach. According to the Gemara, there are multiple authors of the Tehillim. Yeah. And the first book, according to Chazal, is all David. It means more than David. But uh, starting book two, we're going to start to see other characters get involved. Okay. Happy is one who helps the poor intelligently on the bad day. God will deliver him on in times of trouble. You know, they added the in times of trouble in the translation, but means God will deliver him when in times of trouble. Okay. Pasuk Gimel. Adonai God will, will protect him and he will sustain him. He will be happy in the land and he will not, you, will not be, you will not give him over to the, enemies. the hands of the enemies, exactly, or to the, to the will of the enemies. So what do you think David is talking about here? But from one side, he says that Whoa. you need to give to the cat. Very important. He's saying, he's, he's basically... Be protected. He basically claims that if you help out the Anim, then you will be protected by God and he won't give you to your enemies. Yes. This is your insurance. Is your insurance. So I have a feeling... This is your insurance plan. Right, but I have a feeling one of the reasons David is saying that is because he helps out the Anim, as we know from Sefer Shemuel, the people that gather around... David are typically the people that are, have yes, creditors yes, yes. and that are in difficult right. financial situations. Those are the people that cling to David. And David is a leader to the, low, to the lowest people. What David is asking for here is, Olam, let this be the way you operate. If someone helps out the poor, please reward him. Reward him because David is always afraid of his enemies. And there's a classic uh, Tehillim thing of David being uh, praying to God for salvation from his enemies. The Lord will support him. Hashem will support him. Aires is a fancy word for a bed. Devai means sick. I'll give you proof. When it talks about Og Melech Abashan in Sefer B'Midbar or Devarim, it says, His bed was an iron bed. Yes, correct. And then... Um, by the Nida, the Pasuk says um, uh, something dava, that she'll be sick. 
So you have Eres means bed, and these are both words in the Torah, what I'm trying to say. And they're both, uh, Eres means bed, and Devai means sick. So you help him when he's on a sick bed. Kol mishkavo hafachta becholyo. His bedding you changed when he was sick. How did they translate it there? Because last time I read a, a different translation. Pasuk Dalil. Okay, he says here, when the Lord will strengthen him on his sick bed. Yeah, that we know. Whenever he is prostrate, you will heal all his illnesses. All his illnesses. Wow, they really went out on a limb. <laughs> I don't know where they even yeah, got that תהילים <laughs> 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 ואני משתמש בתהילים של כבודו. זה בשביל זה עשינו, אותיות גדולות, תביא לו. אני בא לא תמיד. אלון, סידורי מולה מילה לא מדי. אוי, We have a nice uh, interlude in our, in our recording today. You change his, I think that this is a good translation. You change his bedding when he was sick. Meaning, the same way you help him when he's sick, you also help him and change his bedding when he's sick. Okay? I said, Hashem, please have, be gracious to me. Heal my soul for I have sinned to you. Again, David HaMelech, always consistent. He's he never, said, he's never I going to say... I got sick because I sinned. He's never going to say, I got sick because. He said, I got sick because I sinned. The reason is always, I sinned. It's always, so it's a beautiful thing that one of the things we keep seeing is how much responsibility David takes. If only people took responsibility. My enemies say bad things about me. They speak evil against me. They're saying... When is he going to die? When is his name going to be lost? That's what my enemies are saying. And, and the interesting thing, you think David is exaggerating here, but he's not. He's, he had... His name is forever. He had, yeah, that's the, the interesting thing. David's name, wow, <laughs> nice, beautiful point. David Amelech was always concerned about his name being blotted out by his enemies, but he actually happens to be the person whose name is, uh, is forever. David Chayv. Yeah, Melech Chayv Kayan. Okay? V'im balir ot shav, yidaber libo, yikbots aven lo, and if someone comes to see, if someone comes to, to see David's sickness, what does the person do? He, the guy comes. He speaks about his vanity. No, he comes and he starts, he gathers bad ideas. Meaning he comes to me, he sees that I'm sick, and he gathers bad ideas about how to bring my, complete my downfall. And then, and then he goes outside and he speaks to his friends in order to try to get me. That's at least how the, the perush I when read I'm last already, night. When I'm already low, they are going to try to put, to put right. me. Right, even when I'm on my deathbed, there are people still coming, thinking about bad ideas in their heart to try to get me even further down. Together, all of my enemies, they whisper about me. This is a retelling of, the, of the, this previous pasuk. 
and they think bad about me. And what do they say? They say, something bad has befallen him. And when he's rested, he's not going to get up anymore. When he's on his deathbed or on his sickbed, he's not getting up. That's what the people are saying. And they're not saying it with miskin. They're saying it with happiness. They're saying it with with excitement that, ooh, David is about to fall. Even the person that was my friend, that was my person that I was was in peace with, that that I trusted him, that I trusted him, that he used to eat on my table, that he used to eat my bread. That he should have, he should have some allegiance to me. He's raising his ankle on me to trample me. That's at least how the Radak interpreted it. He interpreted he's uh, trying to, uh, to trample me. Yeah. So you, Hashem, be gracious to me and, and raise me up. And I will pay them back. So here is a very interesting thing. Because in this, this is actually the place where the Mefarshim ask, what is David HaMelech saying in this pasuk? Hashem, be gracious to me and raise me up and I will pay them back. What do you mean pay them back? Take me out of the bed. Take me out of the bed, bring me back to my thing. So all these people who are about to me, I get back at them. Yes, they see that I'm I'm back. (laughs) Yeah, but does that sound sound like David HaMelech? I will get back at them? This is revenge, but it's not revenge. So what is it? What he's saying is that take me out of the sick bed. Make me, heal me, okay. so I can go back and show myself so that they're not going to think that I'm going to be at sick. Maybe, maybe, maybe what he's saying is when I get out of my sickbed, that will be like... A, yeah, that's the proof that I'm... A... It, it'll, it'll pay them back for what they thought. Yeah. But there's another um, interesting... There's a, this is a discussion in the Perushim. As to, this doesn't sound like David Melech. It's uncharacteristic. He's, he's not a vengeful person. He's not a vengeful person. So what they say... <clears throat> Is one of the things that a king, I, I read this last night in actually the art scroll, Perush. So, one of the things that a king has to realize is that his honor, he cannot let people trample on the king's honor. Because for the state to be functioning, people have to have respect for the authority. Correct. So, there are times when the king is obligated to punish people that were disrespecting the crown, even if he himself doesn't feel like he needs to do it. Because it's better for the people to learn that they have to have respect for the crown. So one of the things the Perushim here is that maybe that's what David means here. When he says, I'm going to pay them back, he's saying, I pay them back because I have to. Because as king, these people were waiting for my death and they were disrespecting the king. And carrying your name, Hashem. And, and he's carrying Hashem's name, but he's also, he's also representing Am Yisrael. Right. And these people, the fact of the matter is that they need to learn a lesson in respecting the crown. But here he, he doesn't know it for sure. He just assumes... Yes, that they're doing bad things behind. Well, no. Well, we know we know the accompanying text of Tehillim is a book of Shemuel, and we know throughout Shemuel he had no shortage of enemies. Yes, we're studying now. Yeah, we're studying. We're almost done, by the way. Shemuel Aleph, we're almost completed. That's it. Okay. Then I will know that you you're happy with me, God. Then I know that you favor me, Hashem. When my enemy does not shout in triumph over me, like a tiru'ah, like he doesn't blow a shofar in excitement over my downfall. When my enemy does, is not blowing a shofar in my, for my downfall, then I know that Hashem, you love me. So it's so, it's so interesting that David, the way he actually talks to Borei Olam, is kind of partially... He's a, a love affair. Yeah, for sure. He is definitely a, a strong... But it's kind of like he always assumes things. So... It, whenever he prays, what I'm trying to say is, he, 
let's say I go to Hashem and I want to ask him for parnasa. So I have two ways. I could say, Hashem, please give me parnasa. Or you say, Hashem, I know that the person who gives tzedakah, you give parnasa. You know? <laughs> so, so David always says, does the second one. He uh, always says, I know your rules. I know what you like. He's like, I, I, I know what you like. It, he says, Hashem, is this not a rule? Yes, you, you, in the Torah you're saying. You, 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 is, this, you, is this not a rule that the person who you love, you're not gonna, the enemies aren't going to be singing? Of course, I know. That's how I know that you love me. If my enemies are not singing in triumph over, triumph over me. So, so he always he's going from the, he's going from the, the side way door. the way he speaks to Bore Olam, it's almost as if he makes assumptions about Bore Olam's behavior, like assumptions that should be obvious that if you love me, of course you're going to do this for me, and he just says it, and he kind of like put, reminds him. Yeah, right. You're like reminds Bore Olam. Now I don't know how much he's doing that for himself or how much he's doing that to remind Bore Olam. It's both. But it's no doubt. Probably which both. One, which one is the right way to do? I mean, good morning, gentlemen. Uh, I don't know. I, I think I think we, we have a lot of leeway in tefillah to do things. One of one of the depends. There is a famous radak. There is a famous radak that we read. I'll tell you this radak. He says he questions this that David does this. He says why does David always assume that Borei Olam is going to help him? He says I know Hashem. I know that you answer the tefillah of the, of the people who, who asked you. How do you know? Like, we're just assuming that Bori Olam is going to answer your tefillah. So Radak says that there is a rule that any time somebody goes to Bori Olam with a truly broken heart yes. and he prays, he knows that he's going to be answered. Yes. And that's, what, that's kind of like the running assumption throughout all of Tehillim. Is that David knows that because he's asking genuinely and he's a good person and he has a clean slate and he's doing his best, that Bore Olam is going to support him. So when he goes to Bore Olam, it's not a question of if Bore Olam is going to support the person who's genuine. It's, Hashem, I know you support the person who is genuine. Look at me. Do, do it. Do it. Now, now do I'm, it. Now, it's fine. But we also know from other chapters in Tehillim that the tzaddikim, sometimes they need to wait. Mm-hmm. They need to wait for Bore Olam. And David understands that. So half the time, David's thing is, I know I need to wait, but it's hard to wait. Please, Hashem, you know, I mean, hurry it up. I mean, need, I need you now. Yeah, I hurry it up. <laughs> so, uh, it's very interesting. Okay. And me, in my innocence, you have supported me. You kept me upright before you always. See, that's again, that's another pasuk. He's saying it in past tense. You, me, in my innocence, you have supported me. You've always kept, always kept me standing. You never forgot me. You never forgot me. Now, that's not, he's not just saying that out of things. Now, now, he's saying that out of expectation. Put me in front of your face now. Right, you exactly. See me now that I'm in this situation. Baruch Adonai, Lohei Israel, blesses Hashem, the God of Israel, Meha'olam, Ve'ada'olam, from the beginning of the world to the end of the world, or whatever Meha'olam, Ve'ada'olam means. Amen, Amen. That's the end of the Mizmor. And that is the end of the first of five books of the Tehillim. So, Be'ez Hashem, tomorrow, we're going to hear about the songs of the sons of Korah and what their backstory is and how they ended up in Tehillim. There's actually a fascinating midrash about how the sons of Korah ended up writing a Mizmorim Tehillim, but we'll get to that tomorrow. Baruch Adonai Amen. Amen.